in schools and sympathizers, and I think they're in this kind of iterative process of trial and error. But on the government side, they hired some very seasoned ad agencies, one of which produced a very slick campaign imagining what October 3rd, the day after the plebiscite, would look like. Ella es Juliana. La guerra con las FARC acaba de terminar. In which the C campaign or the S campaign won. And in that uh, spot, you have this kind of very emotional scenery of a child being born, and it's a child who doesn't know any conflict in the country. And it's all very inspirational and, and kind of glossy. Uh, <laughs> watching it the day after the plebiscite was like being in a parallel universe. If the FARC is trying to build bridges to the left, there's an equal and opposite force trying to blow up the bridges before they're even built. And those are the Uribistas. Can you explain to me who they are? The former president in Colombia, Alvaro Uribe, has a certain charisma that far eclipses that of the current president, Juan Manuel Santos, and certainly the current chief of the FARC, alias Timochenko. Uribe, of course, has been very adroit at creating the narrative that this is an everybody-against-the-FARC conflict and that this agreement was turning back the successes of debilitating the FARC and was giving them an open field to run wild in politics, tapping into patriotic notions that have been fed through decades of propaganda, but also feeding into kind of more conservative messages about family, about values. It was a mobilization of, of the kind of classic right-wing configuration in Colombia. So Uribe was feeding the notion that the FARC had achieved through this treaty what it couldn't achieve through 52 years of guerrilla war and terrorism, and that they would enjoy impunity for all their past misdeeds. Is that what happened? The, the electorate decided that this was peace but with not enough honor? Well, peace is the ultimate floating signifier. For Uribe, for a long time, peace meant violent pacification, hunting down the FARC. This notion that in some way you can kill the last insurgent was mobilizing his vision of peace for a long time. Now he's changing his tune, now that he's become a kingmaker after the plebiscite. I think the government and the FARC were counting on just making a basic argument of, you know, we've been at war for 60, 70 years, you know, even going back to before when the FARC was incorporated. You know, let's give peace a chance. <laughs> and that that argument would ultimately win the day. The vast majority of Colombians have lived only during wartime. Yeah, they're very familiar with the complexities of their own conflict. This is one of the conflicts in the world that's been most studied and I think people understand that the peace in some romantic ideal is not necessarily what's going to come after the accord. So the intelligentsia in Colombia has shifted from talking about a post-conflict period to talking a post-peace accord period. While the results of the referendum aren't necessarily in and of themselves inexplicable, they very much differed from the polling that was done immediately before the vote, polling which suggested that C was going to easily prevail. Were people dishonest with pollsters, and if so, why? Well, there's a lot of soul-searching in Colombia among the polling community and the media community who kind of bought into those polls because they were radically off. My own sense is that 
people didn't want to say or confess that they were against peace. Um, there's a similar dynamic going on in the current election. You know, how could anybody not vote against this demagogue? Means that people who are on the fence or planning to vote for Trump are going to, you know, reserve their opinion and only express it at the ballot box. Alex, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Alex Fatal is an assistant professor in the Department of Film, Video, and Media Studies at Penn State University. He's the author of the forthcoming book, Guerrilla Marketing, Capitalism, and Counterinsurgency in Colombia. The fall of 2016 will be remembered for many looming threats. Terrorism, Trumpism, killer hurricanes... And maybe most chillingly of all, the clown situation. The clown situation is out of control.